0: blog talk radio
1: good morning everyone this is Susan Wingate and I am your host of Dialogue Between the Lines where all we do every time you hear my voice and any of our guests we talk about fiction, fiction, fiction um, today I'm excited to have on the show Tosca Lee who is an international New York Times best-selling Christian fiction author and um, Tosca Lee is an award-winning New York Times best-selling author of Iscariot The Legend of Sheba, Demon, a Memoir, Hava, the Story of Eve, and the Books of Mortal series with New York Times bestseller Ted Decker, where she wrote with him Forbidden, Mortal, and Sovereign. She's a notorious night owl, and I love this part. I think this is probably the funniest uh, bio that I have ever read on the show. A notorious bio, or a notorious night owl. She loves watching TV, eating bacon, playing video games with her kids, and sending cheesy texts to her husband. You can find Tosca hanging around the snack table or wherever bacon is served. <laughs> Tosca's highly anticipated new thriller, *The Progeny*, is available now. It was released in May of. Two thousand and uh seventeen and it's available now, Tosca Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you today. oh it, the pleasure is all mine, of course it is and um this is so exciting um and I love that you uh put bacon in your bio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just eating it before I called in actually so.
1: <laughs> I see that it's all true. true <laughs> yep So so um, the progeny is out Yes Yep The okay.
0: progeny is out And now the sequel is out as well
1: Oh wow Oh wow that's awesome yes. So um, tell us about yeah. the progeny And what is the title of this sequel And also let's talk about that as well
0: Okay um, Well the sequel is called First Born And this is the duology So it's just two books And the second book picks up immediately where the first one left off. And I'm so happy that it's finally out because the original plan was for it to come out far earlier um, because, you know, the first one kind of ends on a cliffhanger. And um, due to the powers that be in publishing being what it is, uh, it was delayed. So I'm so glad that it's finally out. Now um, new readers can read straight through and readers of the first book um, finally have the conclusion to the story.
1: So, So they came out, The Progeny and then Firstborn, May and June, it sounds like. Um, well, May of last year,
0: and then oh, the right. second book came out May of this year, so a year apart, unfortunately. And I really would have loved it if they had been about four months apart, but you know, sometimes these things don't work out the way we want, so.
1: Right, <laughs> and, all- and yeah, and publishers have their whole deal that they have to go through and, and get a right. book ready and all of that, so I'm sure that that was. Unavoidable. Um, So, will you tell us a little bit about the uh, storyline of the progeny, and then of course the firstborn. Absolutely, I'd love to. So the story picks up. um, It begins with
0: a girl named Audra who has decided to electively erase the last two years of her memory, along with some major details of her life. Um, and we don't know why, but she does this in the very beginning and then the story starts and she has basically started over and she's living in um, the north woods of Maine in a very remote location and just trying to kind of live a quiet life and she doesn't know anymore why she did this. She doesn't know if she's in some witness protection program or whatever, um, but she she has just one note that she gave to herself before she she did this procedure. And it basically says, start over, live a quiet life, you know, fall in love, you know, just, you know, do your thing, um, but don't go digging, stay off the internet. And at the end it says, Emily is not your real name. She thinks her name is Emily. Emily is not your real name and you died in a car accident. You paid extra for that. So now she knows that she's not just starting over. She's actually hiding, but she doesn't know from what. And... A few weeks later, she's uh, she makes the acquaintance of a guy named Luca, and shortly after, she's uh, found out by another guy named Roland, and uh, Roland has come to tell her that she's being hunted, and she's this member of this lineage of the um, famous and historical um, blood countess Elizabeth Bathroy, and her whole line has been hunted for decades, uh, not just decades, sorry, centuries, And she ends up going on the run and going to Europe and hiding out in Europe's underground with others of her kind and uh, realizing that she once knew a very powerful secret um, that she is desperately trying to protect. So that's kind of the main premise of how it starts off, and it's a run-for-your-life story from then on out.
1: Oh, my gosh. What a fabulous premise. That is so exciting. Just to hear the premise alone is just so intriguing. What a (laughs) great idea. How did oh, you sure come time. up with that? What were you thinking when you when that this story uh, I love these, yeah. these these things about how the story started forming mhm um you know a,
0: a fan of mine had once asked me to consider writing a story about Elizabeth Bathory, and I had heard of her, and I thought she was fascinating, but at this time that I was you know looking to do a new thing probably a thriller, I was kind of burnt out on historical, straight historical fiction. So, um, but her life is so interesting, because she is the most prolific female serial killer of all time. So that's her claim to fame. And she lived in the 15 and 1600s. And, and I thought, you know, she would form such a fabulous kind of background or mythology for something, but I want to do something current. So I made this a story about her modern-day descendants. Uh, most of the characters are in their early 20s, and um, and I wanted to write a thriller. And then the mind-erase thing is just, you know, I was thinking back on my life, you know, how much of my life has changed over just the last few years. Last year I got married
1: and I, oh, I married a farmer,
0: and I became a stepmother to four children um, all at once. And I was thinking of, you know, how much can change and how, you know, if we didn't have a memory of even the last year, would we, you know, how many aspects of our life would we not even recognize today? And that's always been kind of interesting to me. So I decided to try it out and see what happens.
1: Oh, well, congratulations on your wedding and your marriage and your new Thank family. Thank you. That's- that's wonderful. I had something similar happen. I um I married a man with three adult children and so I became mm-hmm. immediately the stepmom and it's um it's uh it's it's quite a responsibility and um it's a little bit daunting. Um the their yes, ages range. It is. Yeah. From mm-hmm. eighteen to mm-hmm. about thirty uh three at the time and now of mm-hmm. course um fourteen years later, you know, it's it's just great. They're wonderful people. So, how old are your your kids? Well,
0: today they are 22 and 16 and 12-year-old twins. Oh so, my goodness. So, yep, and of course they were a little younger when we got married. So, it's been a real journey and and I've I've um done a lot of learning along the way and um you know I, I had no experience being a mom at all and but they're teaching me well and they give me grace every day and they've been um extremely gentle and kind towards me so um
1: I'm very fortunate oh that's wonderful good for you congratulations on that
0: thank so, you and then,
1: thank you you're welcome that is it's a quite a a task an undertaking and um and uh, and and a huge responsibility so that's a beautiful mm. thing that you all have done for each other. Um Thank you. so yes. the first isn't it isn't it something it's it's very rewarding.
0: Yes it is. And life got instantly a lot busier and a lot <laughs> fuller and a lot more hectic, but it's also been
1: far more rewarding
0: and just more beautiful in general. So
1: yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love hearing that. Thank um, you. Uh, so your your the second part of the duology is the first blood.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it's this story first born. idea. Firstborn, mm-hmm.
1: firstborn. Hey, pardon me. Yeah. So it's such a great premise to launch from. So what is the premise of it? And you said it leaves off directly after the um, progeny ends. Um, right. Can you talk a little bit about the beginning, or at least the premise of the second book? Sure. So
0: throughout the progeny, you know, Adra is basically rediscovering the thing that she was trying to protect. And, um, and it's a very powerful secret one that, you know, could either destroy everything or, um, or or help everything and help end this centuries year centuries old war basically and at the end of the progeny I can't say what it is but she does discover what that secret is and so firstborn picks up exactly where she left off and now she's having this moment of oh no um, you know I she's almost back where she started before the beginning of the book and and thinking I I can't risk everything and I can't risk this and 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 yet Everybody around her is in danger, and all of her kind are in danger. So it's a story about um, choosing to protect those that you love and choosing to protect what you, what you care about and want for yourself most and making the choice between those two things. So um, that firstborn is very fast-paced, and um, it's the conclusion of everything that got set into motion with the first book, so I can't say too much more because right. I'll give it away. It's been really fun throwing in all the plot twists and turns into this duology. That's been super fun for me. So.
1: And, and yeah, and so what? You obviously were writing a ton, and so had to break mm-hmm. up the story into two. How how uh, how how long is the is the uh, duology? Um, so it's just those two books, and each book is oh, just 300 and
0: some pages. They're not huge books, um, but each one is, you know, full novel length in size. Okay. And, you know, there was this question when I started of whether this could be a trilogy. Um, but, you know, I don't know about you, but I remember growing up when there were books and sequels. And, you know, everything was not three books or more. I mean, there were just sometimes books in a sequel, and I I liked that. And so I thought it would be fun to do something like that and just, you know, end it on a, you know, a note after the second book. And, you know, could I still go back and do another one, you know, in that same vein or in that same story world at some point? Probably, but, you know, right now I'm pretty happy with it just being the two. Right.
1: So, um, and I'm going to ask you a, a writer question now because it, this okay. whole thing about that that you broke up the the story into two, which is wonderful, mm-hmm. um, was that something that you had finished in whole and then they split it up, or was, or did it continue in your mind as two separate? Mm. Yeah. So the answer is no. What what I did is
0: I plotted out and wrote the first book, and then I knew. I needed in the second book to continue and solve so many storylines that I had basically, you know, thrown out there in the first one. And the smart thing to do would have been to plot out both both books at the same time and then start writing. But um, I guess part of me is a, you know, right by the seat of your pants kind of writer at heart. So I wrote the first book, not at all certain how I would wrap everything up in the second one. So The second one was as much of a run-for-your-life, crazy, madcap adventure for me as it turns out to be for the writer. And um, I'm really, really pleased with how everything tied together. Um, But, uh, yeah, at the end of writing the first one, I wasn't sure exactly what would happen next.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I love hearing that when (laughs) you decided to have two separate stories because I know that, um, you know, like – J.K. Rowling and, and people uh, that have written these huge tomes of story have then mm-hmm. gone back and split them up just to make them a sizable read. Um, but I also it mm-hmm. also sounds like women's thriller, and so a- at some point it is. I mean, it really sounds like it. And um, mm-hmm. and of course, I know that it's in the fic- the, the Christian fiction genre, um, mm-hmm. or and I'm assuming that, but I'm I'm figuring that mm-hmm. it is um and that um some of the uh women's thriller stories have been like 600 and 700 like the Stieg Larson, which of course isn't the same genre mm. but um are you know in the 600 page kind of uh, length, which is quite a bit of story oh, there yeah. so it's just interesting for me to hear what you've That's done That's huge it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge, but yeah. it's a lot of fun too. I would I think that you yeah. can see how that might happen uh you if you just if you just stay with a story and just keep adding to it because there's so much to add. Um right. but that that it's so much fun. But of course you have your publisher is dictating part of this. Isn't isn't he or she?
0: Yeah, there is that. I mean contractually Um, you know, they, they're not looking for huge books. Now I'm sure that, you know, there's always room to talk about it and, you know, hash that out if it needs to. And I've got, you know, a good fair amount of wiggle room in the, you know, range of probably 15 or 20,000 words. So it, it wouldn't be hard to go beyond, you know, 360 pages to 400, 400 and some, something like that. But, um, I have written, you know, my first draft of Iscariot, which was my story of Judas, was 800 pages, and it was just yeah. monstrous, and I, I really loved a lot of the stuff that got cut, but I think, at least for me with that book, it, it made so much more sense um, the way it finally ended up in the 90,000-some word range, and these books being what they are, this was just the right, the right length for them. Yeah. So, um, but you never know, you know. I might have a longer one coming out in the future. So we'll have to have to see what happens.
1: <laughs> I, I don't public, plan lengths, you know. Yeah, right, right. And and it's very difficult to do that, you know. Um, but you know, with Iscariot, all those cuts then could potentially be other mm-hmm. story for you know, like backstory or something for the yeah for the reader. Um, I've been seeing a lot of that happen.
0: Yeah, and I do make um, one of the cut chapters available to people when they sign up for my newsletter. So okay. actually they get uh, an, an omitted chapter from Iscariot and one or two omitted chapters from Hava, My Story of Eve. So for fans or you know readers of those books that liked them, when they sign up, they get those. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And so um, tell us what mm-hmm. you have um, – uh, coming up. Tell us something that we don't know yet. Ooh. Um, well, I'm <laughs> writing right now
0: and um, <laughs> that's why I was cutting it so close to the wire. I was working okay. and lost track of time, which is why I was just getting into into <laughs> our, our interview together today at the last minute. I was like, oh no. Um, I'm working on a new thriller um, with a brand new protagonist Um And I don't want to say too much, but it's another kind of run for your life um, story, which apparently I like those. Um, I've always kind of liked the idea of having to, you know, find a way to survive one way or the other. So um, this is another one of those. So <laughs> that's really all I can say right now. But
1: that's wonderful. It's that's be so fun. exciting. I, I know your fans just adore you, and, and of course oh. they would. You're just like the you're one of the finest writers out there. And additionally, oh, you're, so you're the, one of the kindest authors I've ever spoken with, and I oh. always appreciate talking with you, Tosca. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh. I know you're working I want to make it so that this is a reasonable amount of time to, um, well, to, thank to chat. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you and for having me, and
0: thank you for, for having this conversation. And I just want to shout out to my readers and say thank you guys for following me on all these crazy adventures.
1: Oh, and I'm sure they're loving it. And uh, congratulations <laughs> again with your new family and your new life. And thank God bless you. you. And um, thank you thank again for being you. on the show.
0: Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Everyone, again, that was Tosca Lee, and she's just spectacular. She's a, an incredible author. Her writing is stellar. Um, it's just uh, some of the finest writing. Like I said to her, it's it is, and um, and a real romp too. So it's fun. It's it's spirit filled, and it's uh, it's just a real ride and adventure and and action-packed, and just a lot of fun. So um, pick up her Progeny, the Progeny, and the First Blood, um, which is the second part of her duology. Again, my name is Susan Wingate, and you can find all of my books on my website at SusanWingate.com, and you can find Tosca Lee at ToscaLee.com, and her website is T-O-S-C-A-L-E-E.com, and you can find Tosca on Facebook, and Twitter, and all of those social sites, as you can find me as well. Again, ToscaLee.com, and you can find me at SusanWingate.com. And every Tuesday, you can hear me chatting with another fabulous author. Until next week, toodles.